Ladies and gentlemen, this is Russell Wortham coming to you live from beautiful Tucson, Arizona, stone's throw away from the University of Arizona, and in the shadow of the Grand Canyon folks. We are back and back in the middle of greatness. All right, a few pieces of housekeeping, if you will, before we get into the show and proper. First of all, I apologize for the sound quality for the show last week. I was out and about town. I thought, you know what? I am bound and determined to get a show out. And so that's exactly what I did. I went out and so I was uh, fighting traffic and it was just, yeah, it was not very... uh, not very fun, but uh, I am back, and so there's that. Second thing is, once again, I'd like to commend to you all the interview that I did with a gentleman by the name of Jack Sunday. He is a radio personality up in Fargo, North Dakota, at KFGO Radio. And uh, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about my life. We talked about his life. The fact that I was a poster child for the Idaho March of Dimes. And the fact that we met at a telethon. Uh, both 1984 and in 1985. So that was an absolute trip. Go to the KFGO website or if you have their app i have their app (laughs) you can go to the podcast page look for the drive with jack sunday you can look through all of his episodes you will see this handsome little devil in a suit also paired up with that is a picture of myself giving a huge and i mean huge headlock to my brother when we were kids and listened to it. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved it and I really do hope to be able to be on the show again. So there is that. All right. The third piece of business that we have to take care of before we get into the show is that I have decided that today is my last day of talking about news and current events on this program. This was not an easy decision. Uh, This was a decision that I wrestled with, I mulled over, but I thought that this was the best Thing for me to do, and let me explain why I'm doing this. A few weeks back, when I was waiting for the Moore report, when we all were waiting for the Moore report, I thought, you know what? I just want to get back to sports. I want to be talking about something uplifting on a weekly basis. And so a few weeks ago, I had every intention of 
just swearing off the news and the current events and the politics and all that in favor of, of sports. But, again, the Mueller report didn't drop. And I thought, come on, come on, come on. Well, now it's dropped. And I've read maybe like 1% of it. It's 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 a lot to get through. It's like 435 pages. It's it's a lot to get through. But I decided right there and then that uh, I was going to just move on. Now, this is not Lindsey Graham move on. This is not Mitch McConnell move on. But I'm doing this for three basic reasons. One is the fact that from a practicality standpoint, on this current platform that I'm using, I don't know if I can feel phone calls. I had a friend of mine last week get back with me and say, hey, great show, love the show. Why don't you take phone calls? Make this more fair, more balanced. And she's right. She's 100% right. I thought, well, I can't really take phone calls with this platform. And maybe I'll have to look for a better platform. But that'll be down the road. And so I thought, you know what, I don't want to be just the only voice on this program. So I thought, well, you know what, it's just not practical for me to take phone calls because I don't know if I can take phone calls using this platform that I'm using. So that's the first reason why I decided to leave politics and current events alone. Second reason, you know where I stand. You know exactly where I stand on this president and most Republican politicians. People that, frankly, I have no regard for, that I do not really respect, and that I don't believe are doing... Uh, a good job for this country. There are a few exceptions. People like the late Senator John McCain, I have a ton of respect and admiration for. People like Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. People like John Kasich, the former governor of Ohio. And Mitt Romney, the senator from Utah. I have the utmost respect and admiration for those three. But most Republican politicians and this president of the United States of America, John, or I mean Donald John, let me try this again, Donald John Trump, there we go, I don't have respect for. So if... 
I keep coming in week after week after week after week, and I keep saying the same things over and over and over and over again. First of all, I'm going to get tired of saying those things. You're probably going to get tired of me saying those things, and and you're going to be tired of hearing the same things. And I just thought, no, I am not going to be... I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be that person. I'm just, I'm just not. The other thing that uh, caused me to really step back and think, what am I doing? Is that this is Mental Health Awareness Month. I make no mistake or no bones about the fact that I have depression and anxiety. Some people have criticized me uh, over the fact that I've revealed that on my various shows over the years. But if I can help one person to know that they're not alone in this world... And in this universe, it's worth it. I have nothing to be ashamed of. So, being that this is Mental Health Awareness Month, I thought, you know what? We are being bombarded with 24-7 news cycles. It's not just myself. I was watching an interview a few days back with Chelsea Handler. She was on the Van Jones show and she said essentially the same thing. I just am getting bombarded with depression. And I didn't want that. I don't want to be depressed. I want to feel... Like, I'm engaged. But we are so divided in this country right now that I'm really afraid that depression is going to get the worst of some of us. And um, I don't want any part of that. See, I have always maintained, and this is not a religious thing, this is just... A general thing I have maintained for years and years and years and years, even before I became a podcaster, that I don't want to have to answer for anything that I've done wrong. That's not to say that I don't believe I've ever made a mistake. Oh, heaven, boy, howdy, I know I've made mistakes. I know I've done some bad things. But if I can help it to try to do the best job and to live my best life. And so where possible, I thought to myself, maybe I just can do the absolute very best that I can to... Essentially say, all right, I'm living my best life. 
and I'm going to try to help others to live their best lives. And for me, on a weekly basis, to be negative and to keep, just for lack of a better phrase, beating on a dead animal, it's not helping me with my mental health. It's probably not helping you with your mental health. There was a... <coughs> pardon me, uh, there was... There's uh, some bone or something going on there. But anyway, a number of years ago, I don't know how many of you have watched uh, the show, but uh, there was a uh, show, or there is a show called Doctor Who. Uh, it's a brilliant show. Love it. I won't take really any time explaining the premise of it. You can look it up online. But the doctor and his companion, Amy, went to see Vin- Vincent Van Gogh. And they were quite literally battling one of his demons. And it was all about mental health and mental health awareness. And this is the this is one of the last scenes. So, they took Vincent Van Gogh to the future at the time, 2010, and they took him to an exhibit of his work. Basically, the idea was to say, look, you are appreciated, you are loved, this is incredible. You have so much to live for, and and you you are one of the greatest artists ever. Well, he took him back, and then they went back to the art gallery. And I'm just going to read this. This is from PlantClaire.tv. So I'm just going to start with uh, Vince Van Gogh. This changes everything. I'll step out tomorrow with my easel and in hand. Although I still can't believe one of the haystacks was in the museum. How embarrassing. Amy, time can be rewritten. I know it can. Come on. Oh, the long life of Vincent Van Gogh. These will be... There will be hundreds of paintings. The doctor. Not sure there will be. Amy. So you were right. No new paintings. We didn't make a difference at all. The doctor. Wouldn't say that. The way I see it. Every life is a pile of good things. And bad. The good doesn't always. Soften the bad things. But vice versa. Bad things. Don't necessarily spoil the good things, make them unimportant. And we definitely added to his pile of good things. I apologize for getting emotional, but that's that's so true. Life is about good and bad piles, and I 
do not want to add to anybody's bad piles. I refuse. Some people might want that. Some people might want and relish the the idea to to be combative and to to you know go at it you know with both fists and oh my gosh we're going to fight about the more uh, the Mueller report we're going to fight about Trump or we're going to fight about this I, I don't want any part of that not anymore I want to be a force for good in the world. You know, there was a, I just thought of this just now, before we uh, end this this first segment, but I, uh, I've watched Avengers Endgame. Now, I'm not going to give away any plot points, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I just want to tell you the feeling that I had watching this movie uh, here in Tucson. Now, maybe it was the time of day, maybe it was the mix of the crowd, I don't know. But it was this really cool communal vibe. When you go to a movie, sometimes you laugh at something or you cry at something, but other people don't, or vice versa. And it kind of kind of ruins the movie. But this was a really cool communal event because everybody laughed at the same things at the same time. Everybody cried at the same things at the same time. And you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And that's the power, I believe, of humanity. That's the good of humanity. I know that we we squabble over things like politics and religion and all this other stuff. But I want to choose to find the good in humanity. And so that's why, after today going forward, it's just going to be a sports show. I want to focus on the good. The only reason why I focused on politics and current events and all that was because those things started to creep into my sports show and I got rather annoyed. I thought, fine, you want me to comment on this? I'll comment on this. But I frankly choose to be my best self here. So here in a moment, it's going to be uh, a few minutes for you guys, or for for me, virtually no time for you guys, but I'm going to uh, come back and we will go through the last news and current events segment on the Russell Wortham show, and then we will delve into WWE news, we will delve into sports, and then we will go from there. All right, I will see you guys 
shortly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the news for the final time. So, uh, today, big, huge news. Donald Trump asserts executive privilege over the Moore report. Uh, this should have been done essentially since day one. Had Donald Trump said, don't talk to anybody, you plead the Fifth Amendment, whatever, I guarantee you the legs would have been taken out of the investigation. Would it have been obstruction of justice? Absolutely. But now Donald Trump, after fact, yeah, I want to exert executive privilege. I'm thinking to myself, really? Now, now you're doing this. Okay, that's that's great. That's brilliant. The House Judiciary Committee is voting whether or not to hold Attorney General William Barr in contempt of Congress. That is a serious charge. Uh, but <clears throat> the thing that is so interesting to me is the fact that we've even gotten to this point. Again, like I said in the opening, I've only read like 1% of the Mueller report. All right. But that's not going to change how I feel about Donald Trump. It's not going to feel how uh, change how I feel about Republicans, most Republicans in government. That's just not. And I'm sure those of you who are in support of the president and in support of the Republicans are feeling the same. This changes nothing. Okay. So, again, I I just think, okay, well, we can squabble over who gets to see what information and all of that, I suppose. The fact that Russia did interfere in an election, that is not up for debate. The fact that Russia did endeavor to have Donald Trump to be the president of the United States, that is not up for debate. Okay? It's just not. Now, Donald Trump and really nobody in his camp has said, this is why we took this meeting with Russia. Back in 2016. They can't explain it. They don't want to explain it. But 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 we're parsing here, I suppose. We're splitting hairs. And, and, here's the other thing that I think is just absolutely jarring. Democrats want to know about the Mueller report, they want to know about what happened, why did Russia interfere in our election, 
what did they have to do to gain that advantage? Things that are that are credible. But yet, Republicans, most Republicans in Congress, still are fixated on Hillary Clinton and her emails, saying, well, this is ten times worse. <sighs> yeah, um, okay, well, let me see here. Uh, James Comey, and regardless of what you think about James Comey, he investigated Hillary Clinton twice, once during the summer in 2016, once in October, just a month before the election, about her use of a private server to send emails when she was the Secretary of State. Now, in those two investigations, they exonerated her, but, but, they also said that Hillary Clinton was reckless in using a private server to send information. Now, these documents have since been deemed classified. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) But at the time, they were not classified. It was not sensitive information. So, to me, I think Republicans are trying to go back and keep litigating Hillary Clinton. Heck, they had they had Hillary Clinton when she was the Secretary of State. They grilled her for what was it? 10 hours somewhere around there about Benghazi. Now that was that was that was that was a bad situation all the way around. No doubt. No denying. But she was there for 10 hours. Straight. I mean, who does that? That's that's just absurd. I'm talking about, you know, maybe three or four, maybe five hour hearing. That's fine. Virtually half the day, nonstop. That's that's pretty ludicrous in my mind, and that's regardless of party. Okay, that is regardless of party. But what happened was just an absolute travesty. So because Republicans in Congress, when they were in control at the time that they couldn't find anything wrong with Hillary Clinton, that now, three years later, now they're still talking about it. Like, that's a thing. And I'm like, she did nothing criminal. It was reckless. 
but it wasn't criminal. So, there's that. Uh, The second thing that's come up in the last uh, day or two is that uh, Donald Trump, throughout the 1980s and the early 1990s, for about a decade, A, lost a billion dollars worth of income. Personal worth. How can you lose a billion dollars I mean, that's not sound business practices. I don't care if you're a real estate developer. I don't care if you're a baker. I don't care what profession you're in. You lose a billion dollars? That doesn't exactly uh, exude confidence or greatness to me. It just doesn't. He talks about the depreciation of, of buildings. Okay, you can you can offset some of that, but billion dollars over ten years, and the fact that Donald Trump didn't pay personal income tax, federal income tax, for eight of those ten years. I mean, he evaded paying his federal taxes. Eight out of ten years. If any other person does this. And again this is regardless of party. Regardless of ideology. Or any other factor you want to throw out there. You'd be thrown in prison. You want to know why they got Al Capone? It wasn't. Wasn't organized crime. It wasn't murder. Wasn't conspiracy. No, they got him on tax evasion. That's what they got him for. So, for me, hearing that Donald Trump lost a billion dollars in 10 years, that's not a good businessman. I wouldn't trust... If if, if I had a building... If I had a building that I wanted to be built and and developed and all that, I wouldn't, and this is pre-presidency, I wouldn't have gone to Donald Trump even if he was the last person to do this for me. Because it just, you don't lose a billion dollars and call yourself a good businessman. I I don't even get it. So this is regardless of politics. I'm just saying from a human standpoint, you don't just lose a billion dollars and then say, nah, it's depreciation. A billion dollars worth of depreciation? Please. So... There is that. Alright, uh, finally, in some, uh, well, two, two last things before we close out the news segment. One, unfortunately, was the shooting in Colorado. 
one person was killed, eight were injured. This comes just past the 20th anniversary of Columbine. Uh, and I I heard a rather disturbing statistic t- today on the news that I think, if I remember right, I think they said that this was the 37th school shooting this year. Okay, 37th. That is insane. Uh, I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, why is this even happening? Now, some people are just hard and fast in their Second Amendment beliefs, and I have nothing wrong with upholding the Second Amendment. Okay? I'm not trying to take away somebody's guns. What I am saying is, we need to be responsible in our gun ownership. What is wrong, and again, this is regardless of politics, all right? What is wrong with having a universal background check system so that if you have proper gun ownership, that should be the the end result that should be the standard you don't need a semi-automatic or automatic rifle you just don't you don't need high powered explosives you don't need all that if if you want a handgun if you need a handgun for protection heck if you need a hunting rifle, I know people that hunt. I, I don't personally hunt. It's not a animal rights thing. Don't get me wrong. I just I just I just don't really that's just not really my, my gig. But I just think if you want a hunting rifle, if you want a handgun To protect yourself. That's one thing. But you don't need. An NK-47. You don't need. All these other. Explosives. You don't need. You don't need. Any of that stuff. The military does. To protect us. And to protect our our freedoms. and, And all that. But. You don't. And again, that's regardless of politics, okay? This is a human issue. You want to talk about a crisis. It's not, it's not, it's not this wall that Donald Trump wants. No, I think the real crisis in this country is school shootings. The NRA says everybody should be armed. To the teeth. Um. No. Thanks for playing though. So. I don't know. What will happen. With. 
this being again the 37th school shooting this year. But we'll see. Uh, finally, in, in good news and happy news, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have their very first baby. They named the kid Archie. I mean, think about that. That's incredible. Archie, that is the cutest dang name I've ever heard. People were thinking it was going to be uh, what Arthur, which would have been really cool, or uh, Albert, or something regal and royal and all that. But, uh, yeah, no, Archie. So let me see if I can pull this up really quickly. And, uh, so, his name is Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. I mean, that is the cutest dang name I've ever heard in my life. So, uh, I am, I am really pleased for those two kids. But with that, I want to say this, and I've said this for the last 20-some-odd years since Diana has passed. Leave the kids alone. Okay, I understand the fascination. I understand that it's a royal. I understand all that. But give the kids their space. You drop the titles. You drop the pomp. You drop the circumstance. All that. We're all human beings. So leave Harry and Meghan alone. Let them enjoy baby Archie, okay? And um, so anyway, right. <clears throat> so we're into the uh, last third of the show. We're going to do a combined WWE and sports uh, segment. So. Again, it'll be a few minutes for me, no time at all for you guys, and I will be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so all that yucky stuff is taken care of, minus, of course, baby Archie. Congratulations to, again, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Uh, Cute, cute, all that. But we are starting to brand new chapter we are talking sports wwe non-stop from here on out it's going to be fun so let's start off with wwe and as promised we're going to go through the superstar shakeup both raw and smackdown and i will give you kind of some thoughts about what i believe will happen with each of these people and all of that. Plus, we're going to finish up with sports. So, let's jump right in. So, the people that have been drafted to Monday Night Raw, you've got Miz, Andrade, Ricochet, Alistair Black, the Viking Experience, which is now the Viking Raiders, Rey Mysterio, the Usos, Naomi, Zelina Vega, Eric Young, EC3, Cedric Alexander, Lars Sullivan, 
Lacey Evans and AJ Styles. Now, the people that SmackDown. Finn Balor, Ember Moon, Bailey, Kyrie Sane, Lars Sullivan, but Lars Sullivan now is a SmackDown person. Uh, Buddy Murphy, Elias, Roman Reigns, Liv Morgan, Chad Gable, Apollo Crews, Mickey James, and Heavy Machinery. And so that is pretty much that. Uh, some thoughts. Look, the Viking Raiders are not getting much traction on the main roster. Uh, They've come out now the last three weeks. They've been squash matches. But nobody's really... I mean, it's like you could hear a pin drop when they come out. And that is a really, really bad thing. I I heard it once, and I can't remember who, who said this, but... I've heard people say, oh my gosh, we're getting a wrong response or not the response that we were expecting. And the other person in the equation is saying, well, at least you get a response. If you don't get a response back from the fans, that's a problem because something's not quite clicking. And so that's unfortunately what I think is happening with the Viking Raiders. The Usos are in a really silly feud with the Revival. Uh, Last week, one of the Usos looked at uh, the Revival shaving each other's backs and the idea there was that this was some sort of a homosexual dig which I don't I do not appreciate for any number of reasons this week another sophomoric juvenile homosexual dig which was that they put Usi Hot into the Revival's trunks and it was sweat activated and water activated and it just it just was like are you kidding me so while the Usos were just yucking it up the single best tag team on this planet, the Revival, were just, they they, they were looked like clowns. It, it was just, oh my gosh, it was so bad. It was really bad. And I thought to myself, who writes this stuff? No wonder why the Revival wants to leave WWE. And so it's just it's just really sophomoric. It, it's not even funny. People were actually booing the Usos for doing what they did. Uh, I'm not even kidding. They were just they were booing them. Fortunately, and I haven't seen this, and I apologize for the spoiler. 
in advance, but apparently the brand new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. So hopefully they will move past whatever silliness this is or help to get the tag team division to do that. But who the heck knows? Uh, We are coming up on the idea of Money in the Bank here in the next couple weeks. Next week will be the proper preview for Money in the Bank. But uh, there is that. All right. We are going to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. I've watched very little of it. I did watch a bit of St. Louis versus Dallas last night. It was fast-paced. It was hard uh, fought. But St. Louis bested Dallas 4-3. They are in the Western Conference Finals. They are waiting the winner of the San Jose Sharks and the Colorado Rockies. Game 7, I believe, is tonight. Then, over in the East, you have Boston beating Columbus 4-2 and Carolina who have been absolute world beaters. They beat the Stanley Cup champions the first round, the Washington Capitals 4-3. Then they swept the New York Islanders 4-0. So they are going in to face Boston Day, meaning the Carolina Hurricanes are facing the Boston Bruins in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Very quickly... To the NBA playoffs. Big, huge uh, things going on with that. You've got Golden State and Houston. They are knotted up at two games apiece. This is a best of three series now. It is absolutely amazing that Houston has come back to win the last two games. One of which was in overtime and absolutely amazing. The other series in the West that really nobody's talking about is Denver up three games to two against Portland. Over in the East, Milwaukee absolutely just running over Boston three games to one. And in the other series, you have Philadelphia down three games to two to Toronto. So, those games are all in play. Uh, Before we finish up on the show for this week, I wanted to share some uh, very quick thoughts about the Kentucky Derby. Now, of course, you've probably heard that uh, there was a disqualification and it was just so surreal. It was absolutely surreal because 
you thought, oh, well, one one uh, horse wins the race, the other uh, the other uh, doesn't, and so it, it was just kind of like, okay, well, what's what's going on here? Uh, if you haven't uh, if you haven't heard, maximum security was the uh, winner of uh, the race. The the racetrack was just mud soup for the second year in a row. It was it was just it was icky. It was bad. Um, it was it was just really gross to watch. But maximum security wins. Then it turns out that he bumped another horse. Apparently, you have to literally, and this is not just a phrase, you had to literally stay in your own lane. And apparently, maximum security went out and he impeded another horse with their progress. And... It took about 25 minutes to determine that that happened. The winner of the race is Country House. But uh, in a cruel twist of fate, if you will, Country House has been scratched from the Preakness coming up because he has a case of the sniffles. So... Oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. I mean, you've had Omaha Beach that had a trapped epiglottis, or I don't know, I can't remember the exact term. Uh, So he was out sick. Then you had maximum security that won, but then lost because he impeded another horse's progress. And the other horse country house is out because he's sick I mean this whole triple crown is just snake bitten this year I'm not saying it's the end of horse racing as we know it but if you have what was it 26 27 horses dying at Santa Anita now you've got two horses that are sick one before the Kentucky Derby, one after the Kentucky Derby. Um, that doesn't bode well for horse racing. <laughs> anyway, so we'll see what happens uh, coming up with that. Uh, also, uh, coming up this next week is the NBA Draft Lottery. Love watching the lottery. So we will talk about that next week as well. So that is the show for this week again. Starting right now and going forward it is all sports all the time. It is going to be fun and just absolutely amazing. So with that, this is Russell Wortham coming to you live from beautiful Tucson, Arizona. And as always, just like the Beatles sang all those many years ago, love is all you need. I will see you guys next week.